0: Six thirty, Chad afternoons with Jalen Nye weekdays at two on Six Thirty, Chad. Uh, the reaction continues to come in to the news that the U.S. UCP government plans to introduce legislation that will limit the ability of municipalities to enact bylaws that are contrary to provincial public health policy and expertise. That was in a news release from the province earlier this week. It all has to do with the fact that the province has of course lifted its mask mandate but the city of Edmonton hasn't. Premier Jason Kenney says health directives are under provincial jurisdiction and that Edmonton keeping the mask mandate in place is confusing and divisive. The city meantime... You heard Mayor Sohi on the show yesterday. The city says amending the Municipal Government Act is a drastic overreach and it's worried about what it might mean in the future. Now, late yesterday... Kathy Heron, the president of Alberta Municipalities, issued a statement on social media calling the planned amendment, quote, an unfortunate turn of events that the group was never consulted about. She goes on to say, quote, it seems like a short-term political calculation that could influence long-term governance decisions at the municipal level. What could it mean? Let's find out. Kicking things off today is Eric Adams. Eric is uh, vice dean and professor
1: of law at the University of Alberta. Eric, welcome to 6.30 Chet Afternoons. Yeah, happy to be here. There's First of all, I'll just say there's no way I'm going to be as interesting as the death uh, brainwaves <laughs> panel. Um, so thanks for that setup. I'm, I'm, I, there's nothing I can say that's going to be, you know, a good lead-in for that, but I'll do my best.
0: Well, I, I appreciate that, Eric. I appreciate that, and thanks for making the time today. You know that the Premier has been talking about this for some time. When we when we saw that the, uh, the City of Edmonton was keeping that uh, mask mandate in place, had talked about the fact that there was the potential that this was going to happen now it looks like it's going to happen uh, is this an overreach is this politics or is this as the Premier says trying to make things not divisive in this province
1: well, it, it certainly hasn't worked uh, to to make things less divisive. It's uh, it's it's it hasn't. If it's if, it, if that was the intention, it's already of course uh, failed. Um, on the political question, you know, it's it's tough to take the politics out of politics, and um, th- there hasn't been very much about uh, COVID-19 that hasn't been wrapped in politics. And as the we get closer and closer to the premier's own political fortunes uh, ho- uh, swaying. The balance from that uh, leadership vote, um, then it's it's. I think it's been especially pronounced that the political dynamics have have had a large role to play in uh, in directing the, the province's response to, to COVID-19. As for what the uh, you know what's really at stake here, uh, it'll depend on y- your view of, of what's the role of municipal government in uh, in a province as diverse as as Alberta. I mean, I I would have thought that. Um, Conservative Party is is normally pretty alive to the idea that uh, local people should be governing uh, local conditions and that um, when you remove power from uh, localities uh, where people experience The conditions on the ground and uh, you make those laws for for them on behalf of them somewhere else um, you can often get that wrong and uh, so so clearly there's uh, something afoot here uh, i Mm. i think um with this direction that's been announced
0: well and it's and it's interesting given the fact that during the pandemic it was the premier it was the province uh who who left it to municipalities to implement these mask mandates
1: Well, that's right. There's certainly an irony there. It doesn't take uh, very long on the internet to find uh, the premier extolling the virtues of having local municipalities making these masking decisions. And he said that uh, at the start of the pandemic because he did not want, uh, and he had a, a political base that was pressuring him, not to have a provincial mask mandate, not to fully respond to the public health crisis. They tried to hold out as long as they could by not uh, um, you know, putting a, a mask mandate in place. And he knew that cities would step into that breach. In fact, he was grateful and relieved mm-hmm. that they did so. And Edmonton and Calgary really led the way, and that's understandable because the COVID-19 was having its greatest impacts in Alberta's major cities. It, it's, it's, it's our hospitals that are are being filled up, and it's our surgeries that are being cancelled, um, and it's in a city where the transmission rates uh, are potentially much higher. So, um, having been relieved that cities did this work, and saying, well, of course this is the way that it should work. Uh, now the premier has done a, a 180 degree turn and says, uh, of course we can't have any differences, and uh, we just need consistency across the province. Th- that's uh, a little puzzling.
0: And so, Eric, from from what I understand, the province has has jurisdiction, and uh, the authority to make this move what would it look like if the city
1: pushes back though yeah, that's right. I mean, that's. I think the first important point is that when our constitution got drafted, no one thought that uh, cities should have independent powers. They they are really uh, the expression is creatures of the province, and so the province can do with them as they will uh, legally speaking. So if the if the premier decides that he doesn't want city governments to have this power or that power, um, of course he he can do so. And and uh, we have a a piece of legislation that says that that cities have the power to make bylaws, and um, we obviously know that that's the case, um, but now the province is saying, well, we're going to take away some of those bylaw powers. I don't know quite the language with which mm-hmm. they'll do that, but we'll restrict the, the bylaw-making power of uh, cities so that they can't contradict uh, provincial public health measures.
0: Could that lead to overreach as what Mayor Sohi has suggested, say, you know, down the road when, you know, the city puts in um, another bylaw that the province doesn't like or wants to get rid of?
1: Well, it's certainly uh, the precedent's been set that um, that that cities, uh, you know, will be looking over their, their shoulder more than perhaps they once were. That uh, that the, if the province thinks it has political exposure on the basis of what a city uh, does or does not do, um, you know, maybe they're prepared to move in and uh, dictate um, the, the the city bylaw or the city response. Um, I, I, again, I I don't think that's a a healthy state of, of mm-hmm. our municipal democracy when, you know, the choices that imitate and make might be different than those in Lethbridge and vice versa, and that's why we live where we live and that's why, again, we we participate in the democratic process to elect councillors and a mayor um, that are uh, tasked with making these decisions that uh, have a direct impact on our lives as residents.
0: Eric, I'm not sure if you can answer my next question. I'm going to throw it out there anyway or if this is in your area of expertise, but we know that the the Premier has said that, um, is now saying that the COVID-19 vaccine mandate for health workers should be scrapped and he's urged ahs to take a look at it to come back with some options to lift its vaccination mandate for staff because quote there is no longer uh, a compelling rationale for it i'm curious your thoughts from the legal perspective on the people who have been dismissed from their job over the past year year and a half because they did not want to get the vaccine what that could potentially mean for them and maybe organizations like ahs if now that is lifted
1: well i think there's lots of complicated issues on uh on rolling back a, a vaccine mm-hmm. mandate in lots of workplaces Will have that uh, issue. It it may be reasonably straightforward where people have simply been placed on long-term uh, leave, and uh, I think that's often the c- has been the case. Mm-hmm. And so I, I fully expect that people on leave as a result of uh, not uh, being vaccinated uh, in the AHS system will will now be back at work. For terminated employees, um, it's a little bit difficult to uh, put that genie back in the bottle, and I expect that uh, as a legal matter, if you've been if you've been terminated and that termination has been upheld in the moment that it occurred, you don't now get your job back uh, because uh, a policy has uh, changed. Maybe they might to reapply for their position and be entitled to do so, but I don't think anybody who has been terminated as a result of that policy now thinks that they uh, can show up to work uh, next week and say, uh, as i add George Costanza, you know, don't <laughs> I still work here? Um, it won't work like that.
0: Eric Adams, sure, appreciate your time in the conversation this afternoon. Let's do it again sometime. Time okay.
1: Yep. Good luck with that brain state.
0: <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I appreciate okay, it. Eric Adams is a vice dean and professor of law at the University of Alberta. Nine one one. Nine one one. What's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship. Ah, there was an explosion. Oh my God! The ship is sinking. I can't get out. There's water everywhere. We're going
1: down. I've got a lock on your location. Stay with me. Hurry! Hurry!